tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. On this episode of the Heat Check, we talk about another division in the Western Conference, baby, which might be the most loaded in NBA history. I know, that's a hyperbole, but we're doing it on a Sunday night. You can make the case that almost any team in the Western Conference, just pick one out of that, any one of them except for my Portland Trailblazers could make the playoffs. We now break down the second Western Conference division, which is the Southwest. I don't know what the car reference would be of that. I know it's definitely not a Cadillac. I know it's definitely not a Maserati. It's more like mid-tier, like, ooh, I'd be fine with it. Is it the Hyundai division? I don't know. Memphis, Dallas, New Orleans, Houston, and San and fucking Antonio. San and fucking Antonio is probably going to be the Maserati of the bunch. Let's get a move on, William. We don't have much time to waste. I already did this segment, so we got to do it again. And I wasn't recording, so drop that generic-ass beat. It should be Rihanna. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. We've started our NBA preview with the cattle, the, the cream of the crop, which was the Pacific Division. We now turn our attention to the Southwest Division which is fascinating in its own way. It's actually, we can make more of a, of a reference, not to cars, but maybe to an airline. And we'll just keep it right there. It's like the Southwest Airlines of the NBA. Like, you don't get your own seats. You better get there fucking early or you're going to be up, ended up in 32B. So we'll start up top with the Memphis Grizzlies. 51 and 31. They were second place last year. They add... Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. They add Derrick Rose. They add Gigi Jackson. They subtract Tyus Jones. They subtract Dylan Brooks. So how should we start this preview, right? Like, should we talk about uh, the fact that they won the Southwest Division last year and John Moran only played like 57 games, 62 games? Should we talk about the fact that they were a two seed last year? Should we talk about the fact that they added, oh my God, Marcus Smart, this culture guy. Oh, Derrick Rose, like OG, former MVP. Should we talk about the fact that, I don't know, Brandon Clark is out for the season? Should we talk about the fact that Steven Adams might be finally fully healthy? No, no, we should. Was that the most poignant thing to start with? Come on, guys, it's Jaw, 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 the man himself. Who decided after Adam Silver said, hey, John, no more guns. He was like, you know what I think would be fun? You know what I think would be just hilarious? Is buying a lighter that looks like a Glock. And then just putting it on Instagram Live for the world to see so that I can get my ass suspended. So if we don't know what's up with Jaw, and he's not going to be back till Christmas, we probably don't know what this Grizzlies team is. Because Jaw's now suspended 25 games 
What a what a present from Adam Silver. Just open it up. Find out what the Memphis Grizzlies are by January 1st. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe not even by then. Maybe All-Star break will know what they are, right? Uh, there was a lot of sheen on Jaw this time last year. It's easy to forget. He was like the guy. He was the one we all wanted to build the league around. And uh, he had Powerade commercials and the new Nike shoe. And he was just the dude on a Tuesday night that every kid wanted to watch. One of the top jersey sales. Like everybody wants to go to some random NBA town to see Jaw. And uh, I tell you what, that sheen came off fast. We haven't heard a peep really about Jaw in this entire summer. Probably a good thing. Considering that there was a lot of chatter, there was about a million allegations on The Athletic about what he was doing and what he wasn't doing with his friends and his dad and whether T looked like Usher. It's all done now. It's all about the Grizz. Well, the time that he's taken off, turn him into a different player. Because Jaw, the old Jaw, for so many reasons, the reason that we liked him was he had complete freedom on the court and he gave zero fucks. Like none, absolutely zero fucks. He got into the paint with reckless abandon and then he went to shotgun willies and hooked up with strippers probably with reckless abandon. He made shots he had no business taking. So we wonder, we have to wonder, is he the same draw? Has the uh, meditation retreats and all the therapy and all the time alone changed who Jaw is as a player? Are we going to see the same aggressive, fearless mentality that made him fucking electric? Or is he going to be more cautious, more guarded, more not himself? Time will tell. Uh, But he did just tweet this out. It's a different story for me. It seems I got everything that I've dreamed of, but I can't find no peace. Oh, Jaw, baby, that's not good. I really want you to find your peace. Uh, I hope that it was just a song lyric, but that's a a lyric from Rod Wave. And the lyrics that precede that quote was, I was on my way to the show and it finally hit me. I don't want to be here no more. Lord, come and get me now. I ain't ready to die like Biggie. I just want to jump in my car, fill it with gas, and go far and not look back. Oh boy, that is a runaway song for Jaw. I do not like that. That does not give me any hope for what is happening currently with the Jaw Morant mindset. If that is what he is feeling, uh, Jaron Jackson and Jesus take the wheel. Uh, Also, Steven Adams. Is Steven Adams healthy again? Is he? I don't don't know. I just don't. Uh, He got to shave, but we're going to need a lot more aggressiveness from Steven Adams and a lot more offense. And also Brandon Clark, like I said, out for the year, dealing with his uh, Achilles surgery. Kenny Lofton Jr. Kenny Lofton Jr. uh, showed up to camp. 300 pounds. That is 25 more pounds than he was last year. And last year, he was probably 75 pounds overweight. Let's be honest. Like, Kenny Lofton? Kenny Lofton is shaped like a bowling ball. I don't know. how This this roster, I'm sorry. This roster is just giving me real, ah, ah, vibes. I don't know. They did swap Tyus Jones out for Marcus Smart. That makes them better defensively. But I don't know necessarily if they needed that as much as they needed a floor general who had the best assist to turnover ratio in the NBA, which is why they were 500 when John Morant was out. They do add Derrick Rose to the bench, which I like. Uh, That helps in a lot of intangible ways too. Both Smart, which I thought was interesting, both Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose independently said 
they are not here to neither babysit nor snitch on John Morant, which I feel like no one asked them if they were. So them just offering that up is a little strange to me. Um, but I do know that Derrick Rose was an MVP, played a lot like Jaw, wasn't exactly squeaky clean himself. So maybe he's not like a mentor, but somebody who Jaw can feel the leadership from. Great moves, I think, by the Grizz. But is this team better than they were last year when they won 52 games? I just don't know about that. I really don't. I just don't. Desmond Bain, I love. Desmond Bain, probably an all-star this year. But all the little Reddit threads and the beehive of the Grizzlies fans, they're all hoping for Santi Aldama and Jake LaRavia to take a step for this team to be better than they were last year. Ooh, I don't know about that. That is something that I am not sure if you are just hitching your wagon to that. I don't think so. Luke Kennard is going to unlock them as an important cog in the offense, but listen, man, Luke Kennard didn't start last year, so we're going to need more than 25 minutes a night from Luke Kennard. Before Luke Kennard came to the Memphis Grizzlies, his team was 23rd in three-point shooting. When it comes down to it, it's a roster that has more questions than answers. Jaron Jackson, of course, has to figure out how to play defense without getting into foul trouble. And the last time we saw him, that was not working out well. He was still kind of figuring out how to do that. It all is moot without a healthy and engaged and back to the jaw that we know and love. But we're not going to know what they are and we're not going to know what he is until probably 10, 15 games after Christmas. And until then, that means that the Memphis Grizzlies have more questions than the Bermuda Triangle. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Up next is the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they add Jordan Hawkins from Villanova. 
Not a lot of key subtractions, really. I don't haven't found any that you could find to be meaningful. Uh, New Orleans' future hopes, just like Memphis, rests on on one man, Zion. First time as a pro, he seems to be entering the season that he has taken his training protocol seriously. That's he's about as healthy as they have ever said that he's been, at least for a guy who's missed about half of his career so far. So that's like a step. That's one step. Apparently he's been eating well. He's got a nutritionist. He's been listening to the heat check. I said this two years ago. As soon as Zion figures out a way to limit his portions and find some way to take his conditioning seriously, maybe Zion will stay on the court. If he plays a full season, the Pelicans are going to be dangerous. They're not going to ever hurt for scoring while he's in the game because he makes plays as soon as he's out there. Every night. There's a reason why the ringer named him one of the top five players that's going to define a season. What is the problem with the with the New Orleans Pelicans, you might ask? Defense. His defense is a real, real problem. This roster construction, very strange. Uh, through two preseason games, Zion has looked, shall we say, like a little lost. Like a little lost on defense. It's just... He's not hustled. He's losing his man regularly. Still doesn't box out. You know, same old Zion shit uh, that Stan Van Gundy used to get mad at when he was the head coach. Like, this guy is supposed to be now the five? Remember when Stan Van Gundy was like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. Zion's not playing defense. That's why we're putting him at the point guard position. It's point Zion. Ah, all the joy of my life is point Zion. No, no, no. Now Willie Green has Zion playing the five. Six, six, Zion playing center. His off-ball defense has been an absolute disaster. It has been messy as fuck. Are we shocked about this, though? Like, no. His defense, or his uh, lack of defense, to to be exact, has been the boat anchor for the New Orleans Pelicans for a long-ass time, where they have to add new players to the team in order to try to protect Zion on defense. And it is impacting wins and losses in a way that a lot of people are reluctant to admit. Zion has played 114 games for the Pelicans. And the record when Zion is on the floor is, get this, 57 and 57. That's that's not what you want from your superstar guy that you took number one overall. And that is not the only issue. How about this one? Him and Brandon Ingram, let's be real. You've seen it. You've watched it. It's not, I don't think, working. The combo is 46 and 47 when they're on the floor together. So I don't know how that works either. I like B.I. I like Zion. Not sure I like B.I. and Zion. You know what I'm saying? It's like that couple where you're like, ooh, I like Sarah. I like Marquise. Sarah and Marquise? Not a fit. Uh... They, I don't know if they are really complimenting each other. You know what I'm saying? I think they actually make each other worse. I think they're emphasizing each other's weaknesses and stifling each other's strengths at the same exact time. I think at this point we have enough evidence to know that this does not work. But, 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 not the only, I don't want to act like I'm just banging on New Orleans. I'm not. Like, they're a fun team, and they were wildly successful when Zion was not on the floor and they were a playing team and they came after the Suns. So like, I'm not trying to say the, the Pelicans stink or anything. But there's another problem as well. Um, there's fallout over Aaron Nelson. 
Woo, big man on campus, the head trainer. Uh, he ran into problems with Zion to the point where Zion ghosted him. He went to Beaverton. He wasn't answering his phone calls. Now the guy got fired. He was supposed to be like the dude, and now he's nowhere to be found, and no one knows why. Zion's favorite coach, Teresa Weatherspoon, she has dipsetted. Peace up. A-town down. She has gone to the WNBA. So there's like a little cultural instability stuff going on as well in terms of being positive and uh, accentuating the good things about the New Orleans Pelicans. C.J. McCollum, certainly a good point guard for this team. Veteran, has the ability to get buckets in the mid-range. He can shoot the three. He's like a calming presence to this team. Valanchunas can rebound his ass off. Not a great defender, let's be honest, but good rebounder. Herb Jones, absolute demon on the perimeter. His wingspan, his effort, ridiculous, his versatility, love him. Trey Murphy, when healthy, is a linchpin of this team. Little little piece of information, though, not quite healthy right now, dealing with some meniscus stuff. Jose Alvarado, also awesome off the bench, dealing with some health stuff. Um, valuable players like Dyson Daniels, who I think can help. Not a great shooter, but he's coming around. Larry Nash Jr., I think, is a good piece as well. But here's the bottom line. As you can tell... There's a lot of pieces that individually great, not so great together. To date, Williamson, Ingram, and McCollum have only played 172 minutes together as a whole. All three have struggled with injuries and not having a great track record with that. So you might think that the Pelican season hinges completely on injuries. And it does to a degree, but it also depends on whether Zion and B.I. can cohabitate in the same system. And I am guessing that one of them is going to have to go. Let's move forward to my squad, my squad of the Southwest Division. It's not the San Antonio Spurs. That's everybody's squad. They are America's team. Let's be honest. And France's team and probably every other country's team because Wembyama is electric, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Houston Rockets right now, baby. We're talking about some flowing right now. They were 22. They are your favorite 22 and 60 team because they have overhauled the roster and overhauled the culture in about two seconds flat. Let's talk about their additions, huh? Fred Van Fleet, oh yeah. Brinks truck, give him his money. Give that man his fucking money. Dylan Brooks, give him his money. Give that man his fucking money. Eamon Thompson took him in the draft, and then the steal, baby, at 20, a consensus top five pick that you get at the 20th, 20th slot in Cam Whitmore. You subtract K.J. Martin, Usman Gruba, and the biggest subtraction, Steven Silas. His press conferences were really something to behold, though. I have a lot of things to say. I don't think any of them are in my best self. But this is my league pass team. So many reasons why I love them. I couldn't really explain it without dedicating an entire show to it, but really it's like the culture. And it all starts with my man, Ime fucking Yudoka, Portland stand up, let's go. You are the one setting the tone. From the time he showed up in Houston, threw up the shocker, one in the pink and one in the ah, it's been nothing but exciting times for Ime Yudoka and the Houston Rockets. Ime brings a world-class defensive mindset. We know that. That's what he did when he was in Boston. Immediately turn those boys into some straight dogs. He might be coach of the year this year. I'm not going to lie. This is a team that might go from 22 wins. I don't know how many they need. 36? Do they need 36 for him to win coach of the year? I don't know. But listen, he's got so many damn pieces to play with. Pause. 
He's got so many damn players that have so many things they can do well. Even with the bad news from the summer, KPJ, he's a bucket, he's a bucket, he's a bucket, getting cut from the team, I think that's addition by subtraction. This team is going to be very fun to watch. First of all, they did not sign James Harden, which would have been a massive mistake. There was no chance he was coming on the team. But you have a bunch of second-year players on the roster. You got Tari Eason, who I love. Jabari Smith, who I think is going to be an absolute low-post, mid-post threat. You got Darius Days. You got Jonathan Williams. You got Trevor Hudgens. You have four rookies, Eamon Thompson, who I think is about as versatile as they come. If he can get a jump shot, oh boy. You got Cam Whitmore, who I've already talked about last episode, can do so many damn things. Probably going to be the steal of the draft, at least one of them. You have Michael Mayer, Jermaine Samuels. But then you add these third-year players, Jalen Green, Alperin Shangoon. Shangoon is like this unicorn. Jock Landell from Phoenix, Nate Hinton. Keep in mind, 13 players form the nucleus of one of the youngest teams in the league. Jay Sean Tate, also fourth-year player. 14 players were with three or less years of experience. This is a chock-full team of fascinating players with a ton of length, athleticism, can do a bunch of different things. Players that I particularly want to keep my eye on, Jabari Smith, I think he takes a huge leap forward. Listen, man, I'm going to say it, okay? Stephen Silas was not doing anything to add to Jabari Smith's confidence. In fact, I think that whole energy was bringing the mood down. Nothing felt more reluctant in every moment than Steven Silas and his little iPad. I just, it was painful, bro. It was painful. And now you get Ime Udoka. That, that alone, in terms of confidence building, Ime Udoka oozes, I can get any bitch I want. And that is going to be translated to the floor. And Jabari Smith is going to learn from that. Alperin Shangoon is also set to improve. Now, the question is, does Ime Udoka feel that Alperin Shangoon can become a defensive monster? We'll see. If he is not, and he does not have the ability to play hard the way Ime Udoka wants him, he will be gone. He will be out. But he is a baby Jokic. That is what he does well. He is a passing machine. His basketball IQ is super high. He sees lanes that very few players or big men have any vision or the ability to execute on. As for rookies, I've already said this. I am so high on Cam Whitmore. If if I didn't already have a sleeper in Keontae George for my rookie of the year, it would be Cam Whitmore because he has been electric. I am particularly impressed with his highlights. Uh, he can grab a rebound, take the ball coast to coast, lay it in, dunk it, just put his nuts in someone's face and just do it with a cold-hearted assassin look. He's going to be very good. That boy good. I don't know how many games uh, the Houston Rockets are going to win this year. I really don't, but I know it's going to be fun. I, like OKC League Pass team, that's so last year. It's the Rockets. It is the Rockets this year. If you don't bring your A game to the Rockets, you are getting an L. They are going to run you out of the gym, and it is not going to be very fun. Uh, and you're going to go to James Harden's restaurant and eat that foie gras and that steak holding that L on your face. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's move forward. San Antonio Spurs. They were 22-60 last year. They add City, Big Booty Sissoko. I mean, seriously, you've got to see him in person. It's like the biggest booty of a, of a rookie you've ever seen. No, I mean, I'm serious. It is something to behold. I don't mean to uh, objectify him in any real way. I mean, it's that it's that stark that that's the first thing I think about City Sissoko as well. That, that boy's got a caboose. And then, of course, the man with no caboose, Victor Wambanyama, that they add who's added 20 pounds of muscle, but I can't really tell, but he does look fucking good. Not since the days of LeBron James's rookie year has there been this much buzz about a rookie. There just hasn't been. And the hype is getting louder and larger. I am talking about Wemby, the machine, Victor Wembenyama time. And guess what? He, in preseason, is currently exceeding the hype. In three preseason games, I think it is. Just outrageous. The other night, national audience, 23-4-4 on 10 for 15 shooting with three blocks in 23 minutes. Numerous highlight reel plays. Dunking over Thomas Bryant where Thomas Bryant was, he literally was outside of the restricted area and dunked on Thomas uh, Thomas Bryant's face to the point where Thomas Bryant looked to the camera that was like 50 feet away from him and was like, what the fuck was that? bro what he called for a lob at the three-point line are you serious he grabbed a pass just inside the three-point line and never took a dribble and dunked it i swear to god dude i don't i've never seen anything like this guy in my life after the game greg popovich was like i only call one play for him all night and he still got over 20 he did that because he's that boy good that's basically what he said. That boy good. He knows how to play. One play? All you called is for one play for which one was it? Which one? Imagine when they install an entire offense around like the you know, like the Tim Duncan era, like the David Robinson era. We got Victor or Wemby over here freestyling and putting up 20, 23 points on people. This man, most of his points came off a of transition, but at one point he Euro step from three, caught the ball, passed the three-point line, took two steps and dunked. The ball never touched the floor. This man's stride is the – he could probably go from the entire length of the court in like five steps. Maybe less, maybe four. It's crazy. What is going on here? How are they making human beings that can do this? I was rolling through some Spurs sites. If you're ever sad, if you're on a bad day. Just go on Reddit for the Spurs because it's the happiest place on earth, boy. They they are they are elated. They can't even believe that this is real life. They're posting memes of LeBron from his pool, like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is my life. So much joy. 
It's like they've never had a center before, but they've had them over and over and over again. It'd be like if Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers just Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and then all of a sudden now they get Caleb Williams and they're like, oh my God, ah! It's like, yeah, that's that's what you guys do. You know what I mean? That's just like insane. Wemby made so many believers last night. I think he could start his own religion. I think he could. I think he could solve world hunger. Of course, there's jealousy. Portland getting the third overall pick. It's like we. I think we were one. I think we were one ping pong ball off. Yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> Who's counting though? Really? Um, so much potential. The hype is so great. The money coming to the team so great. Also, Dame wouldn't have had to ask for a trade. He would have been fine to stay. It would have been all great. A Reddit user named Stablo, it's a real name, posted this. I think it describes the hate from other fan bases towards Wemby better than anything I've seen. The amount of hate Vic is already getting is insane. I've watched the NBA's YouTube channel's highlights and like 40% of the comments are people saying that his legs are going to break and he's never going to play a full season. Before the summer league, he was overhyped. During the summer league, he was a bust. And now he's going to die in his first regular season game. Yes. Bingo. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. You got it. Spurs fans, get used to the hate. You are like the person that won the $1.6 billion lottery. You show up to your high school reunion in a gold-plated Bentley, and you're like, don't you guys love me? Do you love me? No, we fucking hate people like you. We want the Bentley. We want the billions. Don't you get it, Spurs fans? I actually am happy for them, though, because it's been rough. You know, like, you've had... The thing that people don't understand, I don't think... Is like they've had these riches, right? They've had the David Robinsons, they've had the Tim Duncans, they've had the Kawhis and the Manus, but let's be honest. Were those guys like that exciting? No. Those guys were fucking boring. Kawhi plays like the most AI generated version of Michael Jordan you've ever seen. Like, if Michael Jordan could be boring, that guy would be Kawhi Leonard. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, the the big fundamental? No, 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 baby. Spurs fans, you've earned this. This is all the flash, all the fucking pizzazz, all the dunk on your eyeballs. This is going to be fun, Spurs fans. I tell you what, congratulations. You've earned it. Uh, I have no idea what to think of them, though. I mean, this has not been just like a slob fest for uh, Wembyama. Like, Devin Vassell signed a long-term extension. He's ready to take the next step. I like him as a player a lot. Jeremy Sohan is now the quote-unquote, that is what Pop said, quote-unquote, point guard for this team. I think he was a four at Baylor. That's scary. Um, there's some nice pieces on the team. Devontae Graham, Trey Jones, Kelton Johnson. Kelton Johnson's, like, very underrated. Malachi Branham. Uh, Zach Collins, C.D. Osmond, Doug McDermott. There's somebody else that I'm forgetting, but he's there's a lot of good players on this team. What's the upside? I don't know. I don't know. Do we even care, really? Like, no, we don't care. Play-in, playoffs, who gives a fuck? It's a generational player, and we just have to be along for the ride. Who are they bumping for the playoffs in, the, in a loaded Western Conference? Probably no one. Probably no one. The perimeter defense and rebounding, very suspect. They're going to be exploited by other teams, but there's going to be so many highlights. Probably 22 wins again. Who knows? They'll probably get another generational player. Well, they'll probably get Cooper Flag, you know, because that's who they are. 
no matter where they finish, all eyes are going to be on San Antonio in the future is so bright. You need fucking some sunshades. Let's go with the Dallas Mavericks. Oh God, I'm so tired of them. So tired. 38 and 44. They intentionally missed the play in tournament because they wanted their 10th overall pick that was going to be owed to the Knicks. I mean, a lot of hoopla was made about that. Grant Williams, they add. Nice piece. Derek Lively, Olivier Maxson Prosper, Rashawn Holmes. Subtract Reggie Bullock. Who knows why? I think they cut him. Christian Wood, JaVale McGee, and Davis Bertans. Uh, all of last episode with the interview was talking to Grant Afseth about the future of the Mavs. So I really don't want to go over it again. This is a team that does not uh, inspire a lot of confidence or excitement. So you should probably learn from him. You learn a lot about what the Cavs' positives are, their weaknesses. Um, We talked about a lot of the questions going into the season with the Mavs. I'll give you the three pressing ones. Uh, In terms of what he said overall, Luka and Kyrie already banged up. Their health is paramount. They are top 10 players. I am not entirely sure that they are going to be healthy, and I am not entirely sure, nor is he, that they can work together in the long run. Uh, Will this team have enough defensive athleticism to beat good teams? That is very, very up in the air as well. They added some pieces that could be great, rookies and Grant Williams, and the other other teams that have turnstiles like Luka, Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, Rashawn Holmes, Seth Curry. Who knows? How in the world will they move up in the standings as a bunch of other teams get better? Because uh, who are they going to displace? Uh, are they better than the Nuggets? No. Suns? No. Grizzlies? No. Lakers? No. Definitely no. Golden State? No. Sacramento? No. That's pretty much locked at one through six. So if they're a playing team and they're going to lose their pick, then aren't they like a 13 seed? I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, talked to Grant and I asked him like, hey, they're not going to do that shit again, are they? And he's like, I think they might. Um, So yeah, Dallas is a troubled team who might just present us the next Dame Lillard, uh, aka Luca asking out for a trade. And that would be a damn shame. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Come back later on for an all new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes, which will drop unexpectedly. We've got more interviews coming as well. Do not forget to download, subscribe, tell your friends. Go to the Apple Store. Download the shit on their phones. Every single one of them. Go over there and be like, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm just downloading the heat check on this Apple phone. You know, sharing is caring. And follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Big shout out to my new producer, William. And big shout out to you. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 